Good morning for Tuesday, June 24, 2014. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Egypt convicts journalists U.S. critical. Justices uphold emission limits on big industry and Iraqi insurgents secure control of border posts. In today's national headlines, Mississippi race points to appeal of partisanship. Top investigator has blistering criticism for the VA, and group advocates reading aloud to children from birth. In today's financial headlines for women in midlife, work gains slip away. And a newer hurdle in investors' class action lawsuits. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as chosen by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Cairo by David Kirkpatrick. Egypt convicts journalists U.S. critical. Secretary of State John Kerry came to Egypt this weekend to renew its important partnership with Washington and to offer its new president, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, assurance of the swift restoration of military aid. Less than 24 hours after Kerry's visit, a judge on Monday convicted three journalists from Al Jazeera's English language network of conspiring with the Muslim Brotherhood to broadcast false reports. The judge sentenced each one to at least seven years in prison, all without making public any evidence. The verdict has set off an international backlash against the Egyptian government's crackdown on news media freedom and political dissent. But it also put the White House in the awkward position of appearing to once again ally itself with an authoritarian leader just three years after President Obama backed the uprising against President Hosni Mubarak. Kerry, in Baghdad, appeared stunned by the verdict and sentence. Injustices like these simply cannot stand, Kerry said. For Egypt to move forward as Sisi and his aides told me just yesterday that they aspire to see their country advance. The White House urged the Egyptian government to pardon the journalist or commute their sentences so that they can be released immediately. The Egyptian government, however, stood by the verdict. Due process was adhered to with all the defendants, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs said in a statement. The case has attracted special attention because all three journalists had previously worked for established international news organizations. Mohamed Fami, a Canadian citizen of Egyptian descent, previously worked for CNN, the Los Angeles Times, and the New York Times. Peter Grest, an Australian, previously worked for the BBC and had spent only a few days in Egypt at the time of his arrest. And Bara Mohammed, an Egyptian, previously worked for a Japanese news organization, the Asahi Shimbun. Grest is not a Muslim, speaks no Arabic, and had spent only a few days in the Arab world before his arrest. Fami said in court that he was a liberal who drinks alcohol, and he personally participated in a march calling for the resignation of President Mohamed Morsi of the Muslim Brotherhood last June. In July, he marched in another demonstration to show support for the new military-backed government that has now sentenced him to seven years in prison. When asked by the court to screen the allegedly false news reports obtained from the defendant's laptops, prosecutors showed only images that included Grest's family vacation, horses grazing in a pasture in Luxor, Egypt, and a news conference by the Kenyan police that Grest had covered in Nairobi. 
At the time of the arrest, street protest and civil strife were common enough in Egypt that such broadcasts would have been far easier to film than to fabricate.